When we read the Gospels, two groups are dominating the religious landscape, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. These influences and others rarely united around anything. That is until Jesus enters the scene. Welcome to episode two of Bible Nerds Weekly. We're spending 2021 going through the gospel of Matthew because we believe understanding Jesus in his historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context helps us see Jesus more clearly, love him more dearly, and follow him more nearly day by day. I'm David Jesse. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, welcome, Bible nerds. It's great to have you back for episode two. Uh, Last week, we began laying the foundation for our study of the Gospel of Matthew in context. We looked at this blank page between the Old Testament and the New Testament and what it represents. 400 years of massive religious and political upheaval. Now, if this is your first time listening, I want to encourage you to go back and check that episode out. Each week, builds on what has come before. So make sure you subscribe wherever amazing podcasts are found. You can also check out articles and previous episodes on thebiblenerds.com. This week, we need to look at closer at the different groups that were battling against each other, and in most cases against Jesus, when the Gospel of Matthew was written. And this is more than just the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now, even the newest Bible nerds have heard of the first two groups we need to look at. They're all over the Gospels. Uh, These two groups pretty much hated each other. But thank goodness Jesus came along to bring them together. Uh, One of these moments is found in Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees came, and to test him, they asked him to show them a sign from heaven. He answered them, when it's evening, you say it'll be fair weather, for the sky is red. In the morning, it'll be stormy today, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. No sign will be given to it except the sign of Jodah. The Sadducees were the big boys of first century Judea. Think of them like the religious aristocracy. They were made up of the priests and the Levites And they pretty much ran the show when it comes to the official religious activities because they were in charge of the temple. So when you read about them in the Gospels, it's almost always in relation to the temple or the feasts in Jerusalem. Now, at one point, These were the good guys. Their ancestors built the second temple. 
Um, they were the priestly families that came back to Jerusalem with the rest of the exiles. Around 200 years before Christ, they led a revolt against the Greeks. Their leader, Judah Maccabees, called the people back to the Torah. He became a priest king, and his family became the Hasmonean dynasty that ruled all the way up to the time of uh, almost to Herod the Great. But as the saying goes, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. The Hasmoneans eventually became as evil as the Greeks they warred against. When the Romans finally secured their hold over Judea, these priests and Levites compromised with the Roman officials and established an uncomfortable but stable peace with the empire. Now, the Sadducees were the fundamentalists of the first century Judaism. They believed that the Torah was the only true word of God. That means they rejected most of what we call the Old Testament. Because of this, the Sadducees didn't believe in a bodily resurrection or of a coming Messiah. Now, what we have to remember about the Sadducees is that they had the power. They were in league with the Romans, and they couldn't let anything upset the status quo. If a revolutionary came to the pilgrimage feasts of Passover or Sukkot and stirred things up, it could be disastrous for their position. All right, now this next part, it may shock you. Uh, the Pharisees were the liberals of their day. Uh, just about everything was scripture for them. All the rest of the books of the Old Testament and a lot more. They added to the Torah and the rules and the sacred scriptures all of the time. They changed the rules to suit whatever they needed at any particular moment. Let me explain a little bit further. Most of the Pharisees returned to Israel within about 200 years before the time of Christ. They were extremely passionate about seeing the son of David come and take his throne. They saw the Sadducees as totally compromised and their claim to authority lost. So according to the Pharisees, the only thing that would prevent the Jewish people from being thrown out of Israel again is perfect obedience to Torah. To ensure this, they developed this doctrine of fences around the Torah. A modern example of this could be a prohibition against bicycle riding on the Sabbath. Uh, what happens if the bicycle breaks down? Uh, the rider might be forced to repair it. Is this work if he does? All of that then could be a violation of the Sabbath. But the problem with these fences was the question of who had the right to make them. Uh, from this came this idea of shmika or authority. The Pharisees claimed to be able to trace their shmika all the way back to the 70 elders who went up Sinai with Moses. They believed that this shmika was passed down from generation to generation through the laying on of hands until it came to specific rabbis who were permitted to make interpretation of the Torah. 
Another thing that might surprise you about the Pharisees, though, is their passion for missionary work. They read in Isaiah and Jeremiah and other prophetic books that one day the nations would also be ruled by the son of David, and they desperately wanted to see this Messiah reign. So they sent missionaries throughout the nations to convert pagans to worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, the final act of this conversion would be to circumcise the males, making them fully Jewish in their eyes. And all this missionary work outside of Jerusalem created a whole new problem. Were these converts expected to go up to Jerusalem for the feasts? And what about other sacrifices? The solution was to establish synagogues, community centers, where the people would come together for prayer and Torah study. And then they taught that these acts, uh, prayer, Torah study, those types of things, were just as important as the sacrifices and the feasts. Is it any wonder why the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't get along. What about these groups that you might not have heard of? Well, the first one are the Essenes. Uh, the Essenes were a group that didn't like both the Pharisees or the Sadducees. Um, so they went to the desert. They built a community to wait for the Messiah. And they thought that they were doing this in fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah, where he says, a voice cries out in the wilderness, clear a way for the Lord, build a level road through the rift valley for our God. That's Isaiah 40, verse 3. In a lot of ways, uh, the Essenes were a mixture of both the Pharisees and the Sadducees with a little bit of the apocalyptic fanaticism thrown in. Uh, They were priests and Levites like the Sadducees, but they hated the corruption of the religious establishment in Jerusalem. They accepted the entire Old Testament and more as scripture, like the Pharisees, but they rejected any efforts to proselytize Gentiles. Add to all of that uh, their belief that Yahweh was coming to destroy the Romans and set up his Messiah in Jerusalem with only their group remaining alive, and you have a little bit of fun theology there. Next, we have the Herodians. They were on the completely opposite side of the spectrum from the Essenes. They were completely secular Jews. They sought political power and favors within Roman rulership and their puppet rulers. And then last but not least... We have the Zealots. Uh, They were a group of secular Jewish nationalists that wanted to kill any Roman they saw and most of the other Jewish people who didn't, didn't agree with their political agenda. Understanding these groups helps us properly understand Jesus' response to them. 
They were all looking for a solution to their problems. Some of them were religious, some were political. All of them were right and all of them were wrong in areas. And what that teaches us is that the kingdom of God isn't about political or religious ideology. The kingdom of God is about the rule and reign of the king. If this episode has challenged you, created any curiosity about studying the Bible in context, I want to ask you to please subscribe to the Bible Nerds Show wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, of course, there's Bible Nerds Daily. It's a 10-minute, roughly, uh, show that comes out Monday through Friday. And then there's this show, Bible Nerds Weekly, where we're going through uh, the most Jewish of the Gospels, Matthew, in its historic, geographic, religious, and cultural context. That one comes out every Sunday morning. Uh, So please subscribe to those so you don't miss a single episode. For those of you that would like to go a little bit deeper into this, check out the book, Reading the Bible with Rabbi Jesus. It's by Lois Tverberg. It will really help you uh, make a lot of these connections with the Hebrew scriptures, understand the Bible the way that Jesus would have understood the Bible in uh, in his day. There's a link to purchase it. It's in the show notes. Uh, it's fantastic. It's on the website. Make sure you check it out. If this podcast has encouraged you, then I want to ask you to pay it forward. Uh, I want you to check out a ministry that means so much to me. It's called One Child. Um, One Child Brings Hope to Hard Places by helping children around the world that are facing extreme poverty. For just $1.30 a day, you can sponsor a child and provide food, uh, medicine, education, and most importantly, spiritual discipleship, the gospel of Jesus Christ going to these kids. Uh, You can um, also make a one-time or a recurring donation. Please check out the link in the show notes. You can go to thebiblenerds.com, look for the one child tab at the top and learn more about it. Stay up to date on everything else going on with the Bible Nerds as well as all of our other content. Go to thebiblenerds.com. Again, thebiblenerds.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, We'd love to interact with you there. time of Jesus' birth, a man sat on the throne of Jerusalem named Herod the Great. Uh, he had the title King of the Jews. He was a genius. 
and he was crazy and you can't understand the story of Jesus Christ if you don't understand this guy. That episode drops into your podcast feed 6 a.m. next Sunday morning. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Now, go read your Bible.